Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire episode 78. Man, this week is a great week. It's, it's going to be even better. We're just going to ramp up one episode after the other. I told you on Monday it was going to be an amazing week. Uh, and today is no exception. So I am so stoked. And then, of course, you can comment down below. And, uh, you know, man, you got to testify. You got to testify about what the Lord does. And when you testify, that builds up the body. Everyone else sees that that builds their faith. They're like, holy smokes, this is crazy. I didn't know that this could happen on a live stream. This is absolutely nuts. Uh, so, and we're just seeing some amazing stuff, guys. We're seeing healings. We're seeing deliverances uh, through live streams. You know, like two years ago, I would... <laughs> Like I knew God was big, but I would have never thought, I would have never thought, yeah, he, he can totally, he can totally do that through a live stream. Um, and I didn't realize that until we started doing it and we started seeing it. And I was like, wow, my, my view of God was a lot smaller than I would like, would have liked it to have been. So, um, guys, it's amazing. Be expectant about what the Lord's going to do in each of these episodes. Um, we're seeing people get healed. Nobody's praying. Like sometimes people are, are praying for something completely different. They're not praying for a specific healing and all of a sudden somebody gets healed of something. It's crazy. Uh, my guest today, guys, I'm, I'm pumped. Okay. I'm pumped with a capital P uh, because um, this guest, I've been so blessed by this, my guest's ministry on social media. Uh, she's a wife. She's a mother. She is the author of a book called Hope in 60 Seconds. And she is also a content creator. Uh, whose TikTok alone has 1 million followers, guys. That's like serious. And it just shows that there is an, there's a hunger for, um, for God on these social media platforms that some people deem godless. Uh, and that includes Twitch, that includes TikTok, all of those. So uh, it's awesome. But we have a little clip I want to play, just a little supercut I put together of what she does, which she prays for people. And, and in TikTok, you have a very short window to engage people viewing your content. And she's seeing amazing fruit as a result of it. So let's go play that video. Hey, wait. Let me pray for you. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Hey, wait. Let me pray with you. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, wait. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Let me pray with you. Hey, wait. Let me pray with you. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift you up today. And I thank you that every person will be utterly convinced of your greatness, of your holiness, and of your goodness in their lives. Father, I pray for this person's purpose, and I thank you that you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, you will finish what you started. And Lord, I pray that you would fill them with faith, fill them with courage, fill them with boldness, and a holy resilience to fulfill the kingdom purpose that you have placed on their lives. Lord, I thank you that you are demolishing the spirit of fear, and I thank you for a spirit of repentance and hearts being turned back to the Father in the season. Lord, I thank you for filling the earth with all of your glory, and for the season of miracles in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Amazing. Right. You guys that's, and God has seen, just exploded that her platform as a result of that. And it's amazing. I can't believe it. And she's also got great taste in music. I had to close out with the M83 song. I heard that. I was like, that's the one we're closing out with. So let's give it up for my guest today, Christina Baker. Hey, Hey, Jeff. Welcome. Awesome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. Yeah. Um, all right. So why don't you tell people a little bit about, I, I'm really curious to see, hear about how this TikTok thing started. How did that, how did that start? 
Yeah. You know, in March, 2020, the Lord gives me a dream and I, I've very rarely gone into details about the dream, but what I saw in the dream, Jeff, was I saw a slot machine and, you know, back in the one before I met the Lord, you know, I was, you know, I was on drugs, you know, drank alcoholic and I like to gamble. Mm-hmm. And so the Lord will use things to get our attention mm-hmm. about certain things. And so I see this slot machine and I saw a picture of just like social media followers and it was spinning really fast. And so I thought, man, that is just so weird. I was never a social media person before this. I um, talked to my husband about it and he was like, you know, it sounds like a ticker. That was the word he used. He was like, it okay. sounds like a ticker. Yeah. And then a friend of mine who, you know, I was processing it with her. She was like, have you ever heard of TikTok? And I'm like, girl, I'm not getting on TikTok. Yeah. I had seen TikTok. I was like, there's no <laughs> yeah. way, you know, like these are, yeah. these are younger kids, you yeah. know? And so, but the Lord just, you know, when God begins to reveal things to you and he starts nudging you about something, I couldn't get away from it. Mm. And so it was Good Friday. I believe that was uh, March or it was April 11th, 2020. The pandemic, you know, we were right in the middle of the pandemic and everything. And I'm sitting in the corner of my bedroom. I pull out my phone and one of my favorite scripture, my life scripture is Joshua one and nine. And I just started praying out of Joshua one and nine. It was, I mean, there was barely any light, but it was just like real dim. You could barely see my face. And I just started praying. Well, the next morning we wake up and the video had gone viral. And my husband and I, we just kind of looked at each other like, well, that's, that was weird because, you know, videos go viral all the time and, yeah. you know, it's like a one-off. And so mm-hmm. there was a grace to continue posting the videos. So it was like, I was posting three, four times a day, just posting prayer after prayer after prayer. I was sharing testimonies, you know, getting on there, telling a, a bit about my testimony, going to jail, being on drugs, living in a tent on the beach with my dad when I was 15 years old, going through um, a brain tumor and just going through that diagnosis and just like little snippets in 59 seconds. And the videos continued going viral one after the other. That's crazy. So about three or four months in, Ryan, my husband and I, we were just, we were like, okay, maybe we should, maybe something's going on here. You know, we don't, so we processed it with some pastors and, and there was just a grace, Jeff, to continue doing this. But more than anything, there was a need. It was Mm -hmm. like, you know how like the fruit, the fruit wasn't just hanging on the tree. It was so low hanging. Mm. People were grasping for hope. And, you know, one of the things that we noticed the most was like, okay, during the, we didn't have a way of communicating, but everybody was getting on social media. It was the only way we could all communicate all over the world. Yeah. And God, one of the things the Lord revealed to me there during that time, Jeff, was that God doesn't need all the things that we think that he needs or (laughs) in past times, like, well, we have to have the stadiums. Oh yeah. We have to have, you know, the lights and the strobes and we got to have it because we got to set the atmosphere for Holy Spirit to show up yeah. and break chains. God, he threw all that out the window during mm. the pandemic. Yeah. All he needs is a, he doesn't, he doesn't even need a phone, but he'll use a phone. Right. He doesn't need a screen, but he'll use a screen and the power of God will come through the screen and break the chains. Just like you were sharing early. So power earlier. So pro- powerfully you know he doesn't need what we think he needs all he needs is agreement and the the power of his spirit yeah so that's that's how we got on on tiktok on social media well and i'm sure even looking back on that first video maybe you were like 
that wasn't even like if I had known that was going to be the one that was going to go viral, I would have like dressed it up maybe a little bit. I know that my my mind tends to go there and it's taken a long time for me to get to this point of like, you know, God's God's the one that makes it good. And when we started this show, uh, that second there was a this second episode we did one of my guests. Uh, she's been on quite a few times, Krista Elisha. She, um, everything went wrong on that episode so much so that I had to move to like my, my normal setup, which is not like this, this is in my, this is like something I set up for this show, uh, but I'm normally right. working from my work computer. And so I had to like do that. And I was like sweating and I was like trying not to freak out inside. And I just felt the peace of the Lord come over me. And he said, I'm the one that makes this good. Strive for wow. excellence. I know you love striving for excellence. I love that about you. Strive for excellence. You know, make things as, as good because I know that you care about that, but know that I'm the one that makes this good. Yes. And you could do this without doing all of that. And I would still bless it. And I was just like, yes. man, like, what do you say to that other than like, especially when like the spirit just hit me so hard? Wow. So I would imagine you've, Maybe you looked back on you know what you've done and been like, man, if you're like, you know, your flesh gets in the way and you go, if if I would have known, I would have <laughs> put on makeup. I, know, I don't know what. I look tired. It was just, I mean, yeah. my heart in that moment, Jeff, was like, I could feel, and there was like a building that was like leading up into this moment. Yeah, the Lord was taking me through a season where, like, week after week, I could just feel the groanings of the earth. Mm. I could feel the groanings of the people. I could feel the pain. Wow. I could feel the, the, the weight in the people. And I was at a point where it was like, God, I, I need, I need to release this hope that is on the inside of me. This hope mm. that was shown to me many, many years ago in my darkest hour when, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where, you know, I'm suicidal, had been suicidal for years, mm. but I had come to a point where I was going to follow through with taking my own life and the, the hope that was offered to me in that moment. Wow. And what I was feeling in that moment was exactly that was I could feel the groanings of the people, the pain of the people. And I just, the spirit of God through me in me wanted to just come through and just touch the people mm. with the hope that only he can give. That's amazing. Yeah. And it was, it's interesting. I've seen a lot of, I mean, even what my boss Steve Schultz is doing with Elijah streams. And there's been so many other ministries, yours included, that really got birthed out of everything that happened in 2020. And I shared this uh, on the Monday's episode when I had Andrew Whalen on. I woke up in the middle of the night. At that time, the Lord kept waking me up intermittently at around two or three in the morning. Um, and at this point, I, I woke up. And then all of a sudden, boom, I I was in an open vision and wow. I'm a big Superman fan. The Lord, honestly, always, the first time he appeared to me was he floated down like Superman and I was like, Whoa. nice. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right. And so, uh, and so I was floating up above the earth. A lot of times in the movies, you'll see Superman doing that kind of just taking in the earth, it's floating up above the earth. And all of a sudden I saw all of these just like meteors or like balls of fire wow. just millions just streaking from behind me towards the earth. And in that moment, right before that happened, I felt the cries of desperation from, wow. I, I could take, I was taking it all in. And I was just like, I was so overwhelmed by the desperation that people felt because this was right at the height of, yeah. you know, the virus going around and all that stuff. And, 
um, there's a lot of fear. It was palpable. A lot yeah. of places that I went. Um, and all of a sudden I realized the Lord was saying, those are angels on assignment to go deliver hope to these people. And I was so taken aback by what I saw. And so right around that time, we started seeing this spark of ministries like yours, ministries like my boss, Steve's and countless others emerging. And what God is doing through all of that uh, has been crazy, like wow. crazy. Wow. Yeah. And I love what you just shared about God sending hope to the earth. Mm. That, I mean, I just felt the presence as soon as mm. you said that, I just felt the presence of God is so strong because that is who our God is, despite mm -hmm. what we see around us. And when you think about, okay, what is hope? The world defines hope as like an expectation of a certain thing happening. But godly hope is a hope that God is going to show up. Mm -hmm. that, that by faith, God is going to do and be exactly who he says he is. Yeah. And so, Definitely. you know, when you think about, you know, why do people lose hope? People lose hope because they lose hope of, in the future. Mm -hmm. People lose hope because they've been hurt. People lose hope because everything that they see around them is speaking something completely con that contradicts the word of God. Right. And I just, when you said that, I just, I had that same picture in your dream. Mm -hmm. It was just like God sending because he wants to give his people hope in this hour. Absolutely. He wants Absolutely. to give people, he wants to inject us with the power of hope and the power of the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. He wants to baptize us in his fire because mm -hmm. when we're baptized in the fire of God, the hope of God fills us to yeah. overflowing, not just for ourselves so that we can have pleasant, hopeful lives. That is part of that because God gives us hope. He wants to give it. And when I say pleasant, I mean peace. He wants to give us peace and joy and the fruit of the spirit, but he wants to give it to other people, the people that we encounter day to day. He wants us to be a vessel, a beacon, a trumpet of hope everywhere that we go. So and so some people may be thinking, well, I don't, you know, I don't do, maybe you're, you know, you stay at home with your kids or you're, maybe you do things that you feel um, aren't a lot. Every single person that you encounter is an opportunity to bring hope and the hope of Jesus Christ into their life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, you were talking earlier about like the video, that first video, Jeff, that video was for the one. I mean, I was like, if one person hears this prayer, mm -hmm. then the mission is accomplished. Right. Because even though he's a masses God, and this is just the mystery of the beauty of God, how amazing and how awesome he is, is that he sees the masses, but then he sees us as one. And he knows every intricate detail about our life. He knows every thought and he cares. And I believe that, that God wants us to have, as we're carrying hope, to the world around us he wants us to see the one he wants mm -hmm. to see see that one person their life impacted by the hope that we carry because if we've encountered god on any level even if whether you've known him for a day or 10 years there's hope inside of you yeah. and you have a history with god that will give hope to somebody else to believe god that there is a future and so that, that just encouraged me. Just, I, I, I feel like I'm going to have to go process that now. Like the <laughs> meteors hitting the earth with hope. No, I'm, yeah. I'm like, wow, that so blesses yeah. me. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think it, something that I always try to point out on this show is cause that's my life has been marked by this is things that don't seem important or, and also not expecting a desired, 
the desired outcome of my flesh. Like, okay, I'm going to do this. And yeah, obviously you're sitting here, you've got like a million followers on, on TikTok. We can't go into these things expecting that we need to expect that sometimes God has you do things. He's had me do things. I still haven't seen the fruit of, but I know that God doesn't waste anything. And I know that he told me to do it. And sometimes that's, that's it. Or, and like one time there was this, there was this guy in, in, uh, I was at a, a restaurant and I just felt God's overwhelming love for this guy. Wow. And I just said, Hey man, I found him this back in the MySpace days. Uh, <laughs> oh, goodness. Say, yeah. Showing and your age here. I know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so I, I found him and I, I wrote him. I just said, man, I, I just want to let you know how much God loves you. Um, that didn't go over well. Um, but I knew I was supposed to tell him, I mean, mm. he was really upset with me and he was, he was a, a guy that was working with young life and everything. And he's like, how dare you say that to me? I was like, man, I don't, there's no way I could have known any of that. Like all I told, but I guarantee you there's a day that came where he remembered what I said and it stuck with him. Um, and so we can't look at even like something that totally backfires on you. We can't look at that and go, no. oh man, I failed. I failed. I'm like, well, did you, did you feel like God, God led you to do that? Well, yeah. I'm like, well, then you did, you were obedient and God is doing something in this person or in this group of people that totally rejected you. Um, yeah. So I want to share something with you about that just to, I feel like this is going to, this is going to reveal a little bit about what that guy encountered. And also for those that may be struggling with like, gosh, do I like witness? Like maybe you struggle with maybe just sharing the gospel or just sharing hope or going up to people and telling them that God loves them. So back in the day, I was a scrappy girl. Okay. I was a fighter when I was in the world. And when I say in the world, this is BC before Christ. Yeah. I was a scrappy girl. I was a fighter and I will never forget. I'm sitting outside of this church and I'm doing drugs with this other person outside of the church. And this girl comes out with this guy and she extends her hand. She puts her palm towards me and walks by and starts praying. This was in Bolivia in South America. So she's praying in Spanish. Ooh, something rose up in me. I mean, I was going, I literally got out, got up and I was going over there to fight her. Something in me hmm. just like, cause it's just, you know, I, I like Mary Magdalene over here. Uh-huh. You know, I was like, yeah. <laughs> something, Man. something rose up in me. I yeah. did not, you know, and, but I will tell you this, a seed was sown that day. Mm. And I remember that when I get, I actually remember that moment after I'd given my life to the Lord, I was in prayer one day. And I remember that moment of the Lord said to me, do you know that she, she planted a seed in you that day? And I was like, wow. So here's the thing, the word of God, when it goes forth, it will not return void. When you tell somebody God loves you, when you tell somebody that God has hope, has a hope and a future for your life, when you tell somebody that the sun is gonna rise again and that God will show himself to be strong, that is a seed that goes out and the Bible says that it will not return void. Mm. So when you shared that story, I thought about that moment, that happened to me and God sowed a seed, even though I was ready to fight this girl. like. 
I, I didn't receive it in that moment, but God was like, there is a moment that this yeah. seed will bear much fruit. Yeah. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. And I had no idea. So I want to encourage all of the people that are listening right now. You're going to encounter people in the days ahead, probably more than ever in your entire life. People that seem like there's all hope is lost. How can this person ever come back to the Lord? Or how could this person ever come to the Lord? They don't know God. They're an atheist, whatever the case may be. They're on drugs. The moment that you begin to speak the word of God over that person or to that person, when you speak that word, know that God will do what he said he will do. His his word will not return void and there will be a harvest. But we have to believe it, Jeff. Mm -hmm. We have to believe that God is who he says he is. Yeah. So when we're praying, the scriptures tell us that when we that this is the confidence that we can have, that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. Mm-hmm. And that word here in the Greek, one of one of the um, one of the definitions is pays attention to mm-hmm. the God of all of heaven and earth, the God who spoke and hung the stars in existence pays attention to the words that you say in prayer. That's what fires me up when I, when I begin to pray for people, Jeff, that's what fires me up is that I know that when I begin to, to speak his word and decree his word in the atmosphere, I know that the God of heaven is paying attention because it's his word and he will do what he said he will do. And his word will not return void. And I see this is, this is a kind Mm. of like, I'm, I, I like to look at, you know, even when I'm in prayer, I'll, I'll look for pictures that the Lord gives me in my spirit. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus said that he, he never did. He, he, he only did what the father did and he only said what the father said. And so uh, the Lord, the Lord just gave me this picture many years ago about when we speak his word, it's like a seed. Think of any kind of seed you want and you put that seed into the ground. Well, when we speak the word of God and when we begin to pray the word, we're planting the heavens with the incorruptible seed of God's word. Mm. And in due season, it will reap a harvest. Mm. So we can pray with that kind of bold faith that when we decree his word, God is going to do what he said he will do. And I believe that that's one of the reasons why people quit praying. You know, people are like, well, how do we persevere in prayer? We all have weary seasons. Mm -hmm. We all have seasons where, Lord, it's been 10 years. There's things that I'm sitting on right now, 10 years. And I'm like, God, I know it's accruing interest in the heavens. Mm -hmm. I know that you're doing something, even though I can't see it or taste it or feel it yet. I know that you've already done something. But here's the thing. When, When we don't really think that God is listening to us, we can lose the the steam in our prayers Absolutely. we can just say well god isn't listening he hasn't yep. no we have to pray with that knowing on the inside one that god is good that's the, that's like the that's the foundation that god is good god is good and he will do what he said he will do but also that he pays attention hmm. and i want to encourage for for anybody listening the the scripture that says this is the confidence that we have that when we pray according to his will, he hears. Go and do a study on that word in the Greek, hears. There's just a whole, I mean, just pays attention is just one of them. Yeah. But what, what happens is that the father stoops. There's even one in, there's even one that translates stoop, that he stoops his ear down. Can you imagine that? The father in heaven stoops down to hear us. Mm. That, that just sets my heart on fire. I know, right? And I, um, I think the thing that I always fall back on 
it, because when I was younger in my walk, you pray for somebody, they don't get healed. And you're like, wow, forget this. And I don't want to, I'm never going to, it was embarrassing. Yeah. I'm never going to. And really realizing just given time and the conviction of the Holy spirit, praise the Lord, uh, is that God's desire is that they do get healed. That's his desire. Yeah. His desire is that that person does get saved, that they do yes. know him. That's yeah. his desire. And so knowing that and going in with that perspective, knowing that even if I don't see, I am, I am one uh, train track of many in this person's life, you know, or uh, God is laying down or uh, a, a reminder in this person's life, or I'm planting the seed or I'm watering it just like Paul talks about um, and, yes. or um, Jesus talks about it actually. Um, but uh that all of us have a part to play. And I think that yes. there's some people who are weary right now, which is maybe why we're floating around this, this topic, that there are people that you need to know that, that your efforts are not in vain. That's that, right. That God, God is, it's not our job to try and piece together what all of it means. Our job is to be obedient that he That's wants right. our yes. And then it's like, God, that I can do it. Okay. We're going to, and I know that I'm going to look back on my life when I'm in heaven and the Lord's going to show me things that I didn't even think were, I, I may have even forgotten or I didn't even wow. think where I'm like, Whoa, that thing I did for that kid, that Thai kid in Thailand, when I was on a mission trip that I didn't even communicate Jesus to him. You used that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, especially when we're coming in his name, uh, and so, man, I just, that pumps me up. And I think that should pump everybody up that your efforts and the things that you've done are not wasted because God does not waste. He doesn't waste anything. So, yeah, yeah. that's right. And when you're sharing that, I think about one day we're all going to be in heaven. And I love how you shared that is that the Lord just coming and showing us that person, you had a part in them actually being here. Could you, I don't, what, I what greater, <laughs> what greater, and sometimes we can lose sight of the fact that everything that we do here is unto eternity, that there is an eternity we're going to get to spend with Jesus and he's going to show us those things that for me, and you, you, you think about the, the parable of, you know, the 10, the, the 10 servants and, you know, that there's there's a time where the Lord is going to see, you know, okay, what, what, what have we done? What have we done with our time? And what better, what better investment, Jeff, in this, in this lifetime that we get to eternally impact souls one yeah. life at a time, yeah, one heart at a time. And sometimes, you know, sharing the gospel is a process. Mm -hmm. Sharing the gospel isn't like, okay, sometimes, you, you know, there's machine gun, there's machine gun, of you know evangelizing yeah. and then there's you know my dad was an atheist and it took my dad watching me go through getting to the point of going through brain surgery he was the number one person persecuting me for my faith and you know my dad as an atheist i followed in his footsteps that made sense to me i didn't i didn't want to be accountable to a god and so that made sense to me for most of my life until i was brought to my knees and when i gave my life to the lord i went to bible college because i wanted to because my dad's an intellect. I wanted to intellectually be able to have a conversation about the scriptures. You can't, people that are like atheists and have done a lot of studies, 
there you have to approach them from an intellectual perspective perspective mm-hmm. yeah. through apologetics and just different things and um he was my motivation to go to bible college and even everything that i learned in bible college he didn't want to hear it wow. until the moment he was brought to his knees and what i mean by brought to his knees he 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 was facing a moment in his basically i i got to md anderson cancer center i was going up for brain surgery my husband and i are getting on the elevator my dad wasn't even supposed to be there He's waiting for us, gets on the elevator. He's like, I need to tell you something. And I'm like, okay, he's sweating. He's like, last night I was sitting in my apartment and I told God that if he brought you through this surgery, that I would serve him. And this was years, this is already, you know, this was a couple of years of like sewing, 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 getting rejected Mm -hmm. until the moment that God had for him for salvation. And my dad gave his life to the Lord all by himself in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. And so going into braid surgery, that was the greatest gift that God could give me. And that was the fruit of that labor that I was able to see here. Sometimes we don't see the fruit of our labor, just like you shared, but we need to know that God knows what he's doing. And if he puts mm-hmm. somebody on your heart, if you wake up in the middle of the night and somebody's on your heart that you need to begin to intercede for, begin to plant the heavens yeah. because God will do what he said he will do. Come on. Absolutely. Okay. Let's talk about, um, I was just looking at these notes and we haven't even gotten to your notes yet, I know. Uh, which is amazing. That's the best. <laughs> that is the best kind of episode. Everybody that, just, that lets you know that we're jamming in the spirit. <laughs> so, Let's get to these notes here. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? But you have a note about uh, people having a very specific assignment, which I think um, you have some authority to speak into. Obviously. I mean, I think everybody has, has some authority to speak into this, but specifically you given the avenues that God has opened up for you that weren't even really on your radar. Uh, so why don't you talk a little bit about that? What does the Lord put on your heart to share about this? Yeah. Well, here's, here's what I've been seeing a lot with, especially younger people is the scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11. We, we know the context of that scripture. It was in a time where, you know, they just everything that was going on in that time was really bad, but God speaks something really good in a time of darkness. And he says, I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans, not to do you harm, but to give you hope in a future. And we think sometimes that, well, God can use anybody. He can use, you know, so-and-so or so-and-so to do this, that, and the other, but that's not the way the Lord looks at it. God has a specific plan for every single person. And when you study out that word plans, you see that it's not about just like some blanket plan. God has not just a specific plan for every person, but it's something that was in his heart that he wants to fulfill in and through you. So if we don't step up to the plate, people are like, well, God will raise somebody else up. I, when I hear people say that, I understand the principle of that. When people speak about Esther, you know, when Mordecai speaking to Esther, you know, God will raise somebody, but Nobody will ever be or do what you do the way you do it. Mm-hmm. And that's been, I, that's one of the things that I've been seeing in just our generation is like, oh, well, God will raise somebody else up. No, he, no, no, no. A lot of times it's rooted in, in, in cowardice though. I mean, I know from, from personal experience, <laughs> it's yeah. rooted in cowardice. Yeah. And you, you know, sometimes we can do that as well because we've been hurt. We haven't seen God's purposes or destinies come to planet class in our own life. Well, maybe God picks somebody else. Well, maybe God is going to use somebody else. No, I believe it's time to really take a stand. If anybody is listening to this and maybe you've had those thoughts, you've had those thoughts that, 
that God will use somebody else. He has a better plan. God doesn't have a better plan. You are the plan. You are the plan for what God wants to do in and through you in the earth. And yes, if you don't step up to the plate, he's not going to make you because we all have free choice. But there is something that only you can do on the earth. There's an expression of the heart of the father inside of you that he is just earnestly, all of heaven is watching and waiting for you to step into the fullness of what he made you for. I heard somebody say this the other day. I thought it was beautiful is you are God's best idea. Mm. I, I thought, wow, that is so beautiful because you are God's best idea for what he plans to do through your life. And nobody else can do that. Nobody else can do what you do the way you do it. Mm. And I believe that hope deferred has, has put, um, you, you can just kind of see it on our generation. It's like this, well, I haven't seen it come to pass. So I guess it's just not going to happen. And it says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Mm-hmm. And when we think about a sick heart, it brings on depression. It brings infirmity. Yeah. It brings, you know, we just, when we feel like God isn't going to do what he said he will do. Let me tell you something. Even if it tarries, wait on God. Mm. Because God is putting, I really feel there's people listening right now are going to listen to this. There are dreams in your heart and you know that you know that you know God spoke that over you. You saw it. It was spoken over your life. You received it in faith and you haven't seen the manifestation and the harvest of it yet. But I feel like the Lord is saying to you today that it's time to hope again. Mm. And so, Father, right now, we just thank you right now for every heart. Father, I just thank you that right now, Lord, you're breaking the power of hope deferred. Lord, where the enemy has sown lies and where he has spoken into their hearts because they haven't seen the harvest yet. Lord, I thank you right now for infusing hope, even through this screen, God, I pray that you would touch their hearts. I pray right now that any lie that they believed, God, about you or their situation, Lord, right now, we just pray you would break that in Jesus' mighty name. And I thank you, Lord, that light, there's a new light just coming in their eyes, Lord, a fascination with your presence, Jesus, an intimacy with you like never before, a closeness with you, Jesus, that God, you're just so close to them, you can smell the shampoo on their hair. I just thank you. You're that close, Jesus. And I pray you would come and touch them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Yes, man. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Man. Yes. <laughs> Do it, Lord. Yeah. Hope um, deferred. That's the thing, Jeff, is that mm-hmm. we we all need to. The Bible talks about let a man examine himself. Yeah. We have to be really careful about what's coming in and out of our hearts, of our minds, the things that we're watching. Oh, yeah. The things that we're listening to. Well-meaning people can say things. And sometimes if we allow for those things to get into our hearts, we, you know, it's never with the person, but we need to be very uh, mindful of the Lord. We need to be mindful of what he's saying and speaking over our lives and receive the life of his word, the life of his spirit, the life that he wants to speak over every future and destiny. Because remember this, your future and your destiny in God is connected to the harvest that he wants to bring on the earth. It's Mm. all about a kingdom agenda. This is all kingdom agenda. What is the kingdom agenda? Bringing his, bringing heaven, bringing heaven and, and not just sharing the gospel with people, but populating, populating heaven. And so I just, I, I really feel that God in this hour, he wants to break the power of the things that maybe haven't happened and bring his people into a place of believing again, hoping again, mm. dreaming again. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's a big one. Um, is and I actually gave a, a friend a prophetic word about dr- God. God is inviting you to dream with Him again, yes. and I think that that's and I shared it. I think the next day uh, with Kelsey O'Malley, actually, who you know, um, she's watching right now. I saw. Oh, Hi, I Kelsey. just love Kelsey. <laughs> yeah, she's the best. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I just love her. Yeah. But uh, I was saying the, the Lord, I, I really felt like that was for the body. So I released it live wow. as well, which was um, so you literally just repeated that, which is a confirmation that maybe somebody heard what I said and you were even going, um, I mean, I want to receive that, but maybe that's for somebody else or maybe that's and God's repeating it again because he wants you to yes. believe it. Yes. And that's huge. Like that's yes. huge. So, you know, I, I wrote, I wrote this down because I, I felt as I was just praying about this uh, today, Jeff, somebody needs to know this. And I, I just felt this in my spirit, your greatest lessons in faith will be learned in the dark. Mm. And that is life. A lot of the things, even, even children are formed in the darkness of a womb. Yep. The most beautiful just you think about a baby like god forming the most beautiful baby in the dark and there's a lot of people here with destinies and a purpose that is a beautiful purpose from god that is being formed in your dark season in your valley because it's in that place where we learn to connect with the heart of the lord and know him him intimately it's all about that jeff it's all about knowing his heart it's all about being so close to him that we live on his chest where we can hear the heartbeat of Jesus. Because what's formed, what the faith that we form in those dark seasons is what God will use when, when he takes you into the purpose and into the oh, destiny yeah. that he has for your life. Mm-hmm. And you're going to need it. Here's the thing. We, something my husband and I always say is, you know, if there's something that we need to learn in this season, God, let us get it all right now. Yeah. We don't want to get out of this place until we get everything that we need, because sometimes we can get into things. You know, we it just kind of leads me to another thought is that we have to allow the Lord to be the one that opens and closes doors, because when you open a door, then you have to you have to believe that you're going to be the one that ha- has to keep that door open. Yeah. But when God opens a door for you, when God brings people into your life, when God does things in your life, he's the one that opens the door. He's the one that closes it. When Mm -hmm. he wants to close it, we can trust in him that he knows why he's closing it. But when he wants to open that door and, you know, sometimes we talk about busting doors down, which we can do and we're walking or we're not walking in the spirit. We can easily start busting doors down, but God wants to be the one to roll out the red carpet for you. That's good. And he wants to be the one that holds the door open so that he's the one that sustains it Mm. and not you. And I believe that that's very easy. Sometimes we think, well, you know, I, I've got to go out and do things and I've got to, and yes, we do have a part practically to pray, to, to play in this, but we have to allow the Lord to make those decisions, to open the doors he wants to open, to close the doors that he wants to close and, and live in that expectation, mm-hmm. live in the expectation that God will fulfill his word to you. Absolutely. And I just, I feel that so strong as we're just, I can just kind of almost hear the thoughts. It's like, I have this God has promised me. I have this that the Lord has shown me. I know that I know that he wanted to do this for me and I don't know why I haven't seen him. 
if he said he'll do it, as simple as it is, if he said that he'll do it, he will do it. Mm -hmm. We have to live from that conviction, Jeff. Mm. We have to live from that conviction that God is who he says he is. Yeah. Because from that place flows the power, the power Mm. of the Holy Spirit, where we're resting in him. We're resting in what he's already done. We're resting in the finished work of a cross. We're resting that he is a good God and he has good things prepared for the future. And he wants to give us a hope in a future. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash donate and become a partner today. You know, going back to the the process of of growing and sometimes that's that's in dark times of your life. I would say all the time for me, it seems like it's always been. Um, and I've shared this on the show before, but before I did this. I went through an eight year quiet season, eight wow. years where I yeah. would have moments where, you know, God would, you know, it, it wouldn't be so quiet. Um, but I would say for eight years, it was largely quiet. Yeah. Um, and God was really developing me in that process. And it was, it was an endurance race. I mean, it really yeah. was. And the only way that I was able to grab a hold of the things that God wanted me to was by abiding in him, was seeking his face. And I'll admit that eight years ago compared to now, eight years ago, those efforts look sad uh, compared to where I am now. But that's part of the process. It's a lot like, you know, I always use the the analogy of exercise. When you start exercising, oh boy, it's not fun. Um, And, you know, and it could be that way for an extended period of time. Um, But it's that commitment to repetition. It's that commitment to to staying consistent and and being like, no, I know that if I do this, it has a promised return. And it's the yes. same with seeking the Lord. And I realized yes. through that eight year process, I would look at, I would judge my process by other people's fruit. And that's huge. Cause I know wow. there's other people where you're looking at other people's fruit compared to the process you're in. And those are two totally different things. Wow. The reason why that fruit got the, I'm, I was, I'm blown away by what just came out of my mouth. Wow, no, I'm, you're me. prophesying. I'm like, yeah, that's wow. not me. Um, uh, I realized some of you guys are looking at someone else's fruit and going, why doesn't my life look like that? I'm like, it, the whole reason why that fruit exists is because of the process they were in the very same process that you are in right now. So be encouraged, man. Woo! Yeah. Woo! I, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. That was a fire word right there. Yeah. <laughs> man. Wow. So thank yeah. you, Lord. Thank you, yeah. Lord. Wow. So what does that, Lord. I mean, what does that process look like for you? Cause I know that you weren't always landing in this place of going, coming from a place of authority to say, Hey, everybody listening, you have a specific assignment. That's a process everybody has to go through. So what has that process been like for you? There's no other way to put it, Jeff, other than it was dark, it was rough, and it was tough. Mm. And so not just, you know, coming to the Lord, everything before that, because here's the thing, when you come to the Lord, the Lord then takes you into a valley where he, he starts, he begins to deal with the stuff that got you there in the first place. And so... You know, it isn't a, a lot of, you know, that a lot of people say, you know, you come to Jesus one, two, three, it doesn't work like that. When we come to the Lord, he begins to clean us up. So there's many years, you know, just trauma and just so many things that I had to unlearn. Number one, I, you know, I didn't have, my dad wasn't around growing up. 
And so I had to now learn how to like walk with a father. And Mm -hmm. that in and of itself was trust someone that I can't see. And I already had, you know, just that was a journey in and of itself. And the Lord, you know, because this is what he does. He, he gives you glimpses of the future. He does. He's just, he's like, oh, hey, here's a little Kodak moment. And then you're like, whoa, yes, here we go. And it's like, oh yeah, that's actually not going to happen for another like two decades. (laughs) But you don't know that in the midst of it. Yeah. You don't know that, but you have this thing on the inside. God came, the seed, a seed is planted, this itty bitty seed. But as an immature, you know, I'm early, you know, walking with the Lord. I go, oh my goodness, we're, you know, just like, yeah. we're going to do this. Let's and the Lord's go. like, yeah. no, I'm like rebuking the devil. I'm like, devil, get out of my way. And so one day the Lord was like, actually, that's my uh, hand on your forehead. I was like, oh, what? Here I, I wanted to go. And it was the Lord that was like, no, you're not yeah. ready. Yeah. If I let you go out there to do what you think you're supposed to be doing, you're going to crash and burn. You're going to hurt oh. yourself and a ton of people. So sit down. Cause that's what a good parent does mm. with our children. You know, I'm like, no, you're not going to get in a car. Mm. Absolutely yeah. not. So sit down and let's give it a few years and then we'll yeah. talk about it Yeah, when you're ready for it, because he's a good, good father. Mm. And the, the place of preparation in the darkness, God begins to give you those faith lessons, you know, just like David fought the lion and the bear before he went before Goliath. Mm-hmm. And God is having a lot of you. You have already fought the lion and the bear and you, you're ready. You're ready for what God is bringing next. I want to encourage all of you to hang in, hang in there. Because if there's anything that it just, the Lord has just been releasing today has been hope, hope for the future, hope that God is going to fulfill his word, hope that God is going to do what he said he will do. It's just this theme today. God will prepare you in this place because of what he's going to do. and. The bigger, the bigger the dream in your heart, there's going to be more preparation in that secret place. You know, we came to a place, Jeff, I got a revelation probably about four or five years ago of the secret place. And I was, I had, I was fighting it for a long time, but then I realized, oh, this is actually God's gift to me. This secret time, this presence of just being in the stronghold with God, the place of safety was God's gift to me. And actually, you know, coming, you know, it was like, I started getting words from people. They were like, you know, people were coming into town. They were like, the Lord says you're coming out of hiding. I was like, I don't want to come out of hiding. I yeah. like hiding. I know. I don't know if right? you want to do that too. <laughs> I was like, ah, I don't want to come out of hiding. I like it here. Yeah. <laughs> did you go through that as well? Uh, yes, I absolutely did. And it's been a process of kind of, there's been a grace uh, there's areas where I've realized, cause I'm an extrovert. I'm an outward processor. Okay, My wife is the introvert. Um, okay. and, um, it's interesting when you're married and you, you spend a lot of time together, certain things rub off where I used to be a lot more like do things all the time and go everywhere. This and that. Yeah. And there's still, yeah. I have these moments, but I realized how much being at home is awesome. And, yeah. uh, being a homebody is awesome. And, um, and so, yeah. Uh, but, I realized in this moment when I realized I was coming out of hiding, you know, this, this hidden season when Steve asked me to do this and I prayed, I was like, I need to pray about it. But in my heart I knew, but I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I didn't even get to finish. Hey God, do you want me to, he was like, yes. Um, 
yes, this is the, this is the appointed time, my son. And so, um, and I was like, ah, oh. and it was exciting. It's absolutely exciting. Yes. But you realize in those moments, it's like, it's kind of like, it feels a little bit like knowing you have to get up for something important, but you are so cozy in your bed. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it felt like. So, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And so it's just such a, you were standing in a time right now, Jeff, where God is just handing out mantles all over the earth mm -hmm. and he's looking all over the earth for people to stay, stand in the gap, for people to grab the mantle, to own that which God has put on them and to stand on what he said. And I just believe that, you know, with everything that he's getting ready to do in, in the earth, we just need, we need a bold faith to be able to stand in that. Yeah. We need a bold faith to just declare it. If, if there are any of you out there that are listening or are going to listen to this later, and maybe there's just been some, listen, doubt and fear. They're not, they're, they're very close together. It's, it's like brother and sister doubt and fear are, they go together. The enemy comes to sow doubt and then that brings fear. But if any of you are, are, have had any doubts or anything in your heart, maybe you've gone through a season of just tearing and tearing and tearing, and you've seen no breakthrough. We want to pray right now that God would just begin to fill you with faith again, to fill you with that. Some of you, and I'm just really feeling this from the Lord right now. Some of you are intercessors and you have interceded and have had seasons where you've been up all night praying for the ones that you love, praying for the people that you want to see come to the Lord, praying for your kids, praying for, for that thing that God has put on your heart and hope deferred got a hold of you. And maybe you think God's not going to do that in you anymore. We want to pray right now in agreement that God would begin to fill you with that. Some of you are going to wake up in the middle of the night again and begin praying just like you used to. I really feel that right now. There's people like, yeah, I don't want to pray about that anymore, but God's just going to send a fresh wind to give you fresh faith and just a second wind that you're going to start getting up and you're going to start praying again for that thing that God, that you know that God put on your heart. Do not give up. Whatever you do, do not give up. I had somebody tell me this a long time ago. Whatever you do, just show up and don't give up. The only way that, that nothing will happen is if you walk away or if you give up. That's right. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we just pray right now, Father, that you would release God, that second wind to come over your people. Yes. Lord, I pray that it would come like a fire today. I pray, God, that it would consume every heart. Lord, I pray that you would begin to give them visions. There's people that haven't been dreaming. They haven't been seeing in the spirit, God, because of doubt and unbelief and faithlessness. But God, we ask today that you would just send, Lord, just give them an injection of faith today, Lord. And Lord, as uh, just thinking of that scripture, um, just help me with, the, I believe, but Lord, I pray right now that you would give them faith. God, I pray right now that you would revive your people. I pray God that you would send them out into this harvest that is desperate. Lord, I thank you that you are handing out mantles right now all over the earth. And you're asking God, whom, whom will I send? Well, God, I pray right now that you would send your people and right where you are right now, just lift your hand and take hold of that mantle. Some of you are called to be intercessors on the wall and watchmen on the wall. Some of you have been called to preach the gospel in this time. Some of you have been called to teach. Some of you have been called 
uh, as apostolic leaders in the body of Christ. If that is you, raise your hand and catch that mantle today because God is going to do the impossible. God is going to move in an extravagant way, but you're going to stand with the Lord and say, if it had not been for the grace of God, I would have never made it through. So Lord, we pray that you would just breathe on your people once again. And we thank you, God, that you are faithful to finish what you started, God. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Yes, amen. Man, that's a that's a word, though. If you don't show up, you basically have a guarantee that nothing will happen. Man, that's, that's a word. And I think that it goes back to not expecting a, a desired outcome, too, like what I talked about earlier. Because I was thinking when you said that, I immediately thought of Sean Foyt. And he ran for Congress in California and it really felt like it crashed and burned. And then that whole let us worship movement happened and uh, le leading worship across the nation and said, if I hadn't done the Congress thing, ran for Congress and ultimately in his eyes failed at the time, it looked like a failure because yeah. of expecting a certain outcome. I'm going to run for Congress and I'm going to become a congressman. Um, no, you're going to run for Congress and it's going to open doors to allow you to do this thing that you're yeah. doing now. And he realized that as it was unfolding before him. And so I think, again, God doesn't waste anything. And he also like, just be obedient and, and getting myself into the moment of like being in the present with the Lord. And yeah, he has moments where he gives me a prophetic word or he shows me a vision of what something's going to ultimately look like. That could be without me being there i could yeah. be laying the seeds for something that someone else is going to take over wow. and see the finished the finished uh result of or what yes. i saw someone else is going to make that happen um and so it's so important for us to stay in the moment because if i don't and i've learned this if i don't uh, I start to get depressed or weary or, yeah. you know, when you're just measuring it based off of what you see in front of you. Um, and it's an absolute gift to be able to be shown those things from the Lord as you're in yeah. communion with him. And all of a sudden, boom, you get a, or somebody gives you a word or, or you get a vision and then somebody gives you a word to confirm it, whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be. Cause man, I'll yeah. tell you, I've had moments where God has been like, ask me whatever yeah. you want. And I'm like, I, I, uh, uh, I, I want God. Because in those moments, my faith is so high. Um, yeah. And uh, it's been through being in communion with him. And I've, I've been like, God, I, and I've just communicated what, whatever the desire is on my heart. And I'm, I'm standing in faith for those things to be fulfilled. And I think yes. many people watching can relate to that, where they have things that they're holding on to. Um, and I think it's so important to know that God's word does not return void. And I think right. that, um, if God gives you a promise, like you can, you can literally take that to the bank. And I think yes. that, um, man, I just love this topic so much. So yeah. And here's the other thing is, you know, my, another, this is probably like my life scripture is Romans eight and 28. Mm. That God makes all things work together for the good of those who yeah. love him. And yep. are called according to his purpose. So when you're in a tough season, maybe you're, maybe somebody out there is there right now. You're in a tough season and you're like, how can God make this work together for good? Those are those moments where you just, you, you take him at his word because he will take the good, the ugly and everything that happened in your life. And somehow he'll make it work together. But if you, 
it, it's it's about perseverance, Jeff. We ha- we cannot quit. We cannot quit. If you quit, you'll ne- we'll never know. We'll never know what mm-hmm. what God can do. We'll never know what God how God could have taken that valley, how He could have taken a divorce or a loss or a tragedy or or anything. You fill in the blank. Whatever that place of pain, how could God do that? If you don't quit and you don't give up, you will see that God will make that season work together. And not only will he make it work together, but I've just found in my life, and I I like to say this, Jeff, is he righted, R-I-G-H-T, he righted all the wrongs. Now, it sometimes doesn't come back in the way of like, well, I didn't get that back. But God has a way of just like making it better another way and filling Mm -hmm. that void that only he can fill because he knows us. He knows us deeply. He knows the things that we love. He knows what's in our heart and he'll bring something else and go, I know that you lost that, but here, let me give you this over here. Mm. And it just, it almost removes the sting. See, that's, Mm -hmm. that's the blessing that comes from perseverance is Mm -hmm. that there's a sting that from the past seasons, but if we just don't give God that time and you persevere through those trials and you persevere through those seasons, you will see God make that wrong he will somehow some way make it right he's just mm. it's the heart of a father it's mm. the, it's just the heart of a father and i have in in real time in my own life jeff i have encountered i have encountered the lord as a not just as a good good father but a father that just wanted to come in and fill every void mm. and he filled it with him, his presence first but mm. then he just the power of his redemption reverberates it reverberates in the moment where you see God redeem something. And then you look back in your past and you go, how can God, how can God take something that I did? It's like, not something that even was done to me. I did this. Right. <laughs> I got pulled over a little bit. A part of my testimony is, you know, I got pulled over with a ton of drugs in my car and, you know, went to jail for that. And then right before I was going to get sentenced, my attorney comes up to me. He's like, this is, I'm, this is a long story short. And he's like, Hey, they dismissed the case. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, yeah, they, they, they threw out the case. You're he's trying to work it out in his mind. He's like, you're free to go. And I'm like, dude. and what that moment did for me, Jeff, when I got out of that courtroom, I was screaming at the top of my lungs. I was going nuts. I, that moment for me was the moment that marked me something I did. That was my mis- You know, that was my, that was my stuff my mistake, what I did. And yet God took that moment and made it work together. And that moment marked me for the rest of my life because it was at that moment I heard the Lord. So it was the first day that I had ever heard the voice of God. And he said to me, you see that judge in there? You see that woman? I'm above the judicial system in the United States. And I've been here your whole life watching over you. I watched you while you were homeless on the beach. I watched you while you were drugging all night, like the whole time you've been here. And I thought I was alone. That mm. moment marked me wow. and set my heart on fire. And I, I, there, there couldn't, you know, in the Old Testament, they would build altars before the Lord. Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Sikhanu. They would, they would build these altars to remember the Lord because of who there was an, a facet of his character that was revealed to Israel that they saw. And it was like, oh, this is who you are. You are the Lord, my peace. You are the Lord who sees me. And in that moment, for me, that altar was, you are the Lord who is there. Mm. You are the Lord who was there. And you're the Lord who will always be there. Yeah, come on. And it marked me for the rest of my life. So to those of you out there listening, you may have something that you still haven't seen the redemption 
and the restoring power of God in your life. Just hold on. Just hold Mm -hmm. on. Don't quit praying. Don't quit believing. Don't quit contending for what God is going to do in your life because in due season, you will reap a harvest. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash donate. Now, back to the show. Mm, Okay, so... I saw in the comments, there's a woman who is addicted to drugs that is asking for, she wants to be set free from that. What would you say, what would you say to, to that woman? Cause I think you got some good news. Yeah. Well, we're going to pray for you. And also I'm going to give you, this is, this is the scripture that I held in my heart when I was getting off of drugs. It's second Corinthians 10 and five. And it's, and it basically, I, I used to smoke two packs a day. And I had a dream where I was trying to get off the drugs and I was doing different things that I was being advised to do, like fasting and prayer and things like that. But I had a dream where I was pulled up into the throne room and I didn't know it was at the time. I was just in my dream and uh, I couldn't lift my head, but I saw this throne that had no end. And when I woke up from that dream, I woke up delivered. But what God was doing in that time, I had to walk out. There was a process of deliverance and the Lord began to give me scriptures that I had in my heart that I held on to with dear life. And second Corinthians 10 and five talks about thoughts that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God, like smoke a cigarette or, you know, do whatever drugs or drink or whatever the case may be. I would quote that scripture out loud whenever, whenever I would have the temptation. And, and it was like, because what it says is, and take it into the obedience of Christ. And literally what I would do is. Jeff, I would picture that thought and I would bring it to the feet of Jesus Mm. and I would picture it bowing down to the authority of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm. And I, sometimes I fell, sometimes it was a process. It was a process, but I want to encourage, uh, this, uh, this person that you're, um, deliverance sometimes can be a process, but you can believe God for the impossible and you can believe him to break chains. And that's what the, what a lot of people did for me in that time. They gathered around me. Intercessors were gathering around me and they were praying. And remember, prayer is like taking a sledge, taking a sledgehammer and hitting concrete. You don't know what's going on on the molecular in the molecular structure of the concrete. But underneath the surface, it's beginning to break down until you take that final strike. So we're going to pray right now. Mm. So wherever you are, if you're dealing with addiction, maybe not this young lady, but uh, wherever you are right now, just lift your hands. And King Jesus, the chain breaker, is going to touch you. I don't need to be there. You don't need to be right here where I am. The God of all heaven is going to meet you right where you're at. So lift your hand. And Father, we thank you that you are a chain breaker. We thank you today that you are a covenant-keeping, promise-keeping God. And I thank you today, Lord, for delivering your people. God, we lift up our friend to you today. And Lord, her heart is crying out. Hearts are crying out, God, for you to break the chain of addiction. We ask you right now, Lord, that you would break the chain that is keeping her from stepping into the freedom that you paid a price to give her, God. We thank you, God, that it was settled at the cross. But right now, we just enforce the power of Calvary's cross and the blood of Jesus against every addiction and every form of... um, addiction that the enemy would try to uh, 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 place against her or anybody listening to the words of this prayer. And God, we just pray for your dunamis power to break the power 
of this addiction. And we thank you right now, God, that every thought, everything that exalts itself above your knowledge, God, we bring it into the obedience of Jesus Christ. We lay it at the feet of the cross, at the foot of the cross today, God. And we say, Jesus, take it. Take it, Jesus. So I just want, right where you are, just, just picture that addiction. Picture that thing. Maybe it's not an addiction. Maybe it's something you just can't seem to shake off of your life. Maybe it's something that's keeping you from getting in the presence of God. Whatever that thing is that is hindering love, that is hindering God just coming in with the freedom of his spirit, whatever that thing is, I want you to picture it, just leaving it at the foot of the cross. He already paid the price for your healing. He already paid the price with his blood. And so God, we just ask you right now to show yourself as El Shaddai, the almighty God. You are powerful. You are mighty. You are awesome in all of your ways. You're a chain breaking God. And we just ask right now, God, that you would remove any, anybody being tormented, Lord. And I'm just kind of sensing that anybody that's being tormented, any spirits of torment, God, we just plead the blood of Jesus over their mind and over their heart. People dealing with anxiety. Maybe you're not sleeping well. I just want to pray for the people that aren't sleeping well. In the middle of the night, you're waking up, you're pacing, you, you just don't know what to do. So we thank you, Lord, that your word says that you give your beloved rest. And so, God, we just touch and agree on this thing, that, God, you just release your peace and your rest over every heart that is listening to the words of our prayer today. We just pray, God, would you come with your fire? Would you come with your presence? Would you come and do what only you can do, Jesus? God, even for people that feel like they've, maybe those that have walked away from you. God, people that are just running in a completely different direction. I just pray you would, God, we pray that you would wreck them with your love right now. Show them your love right now for the prodigals, the people that are running hard, people that have kids that are running away from you. God, would you encounter them right now? Would you meet them in the midnight hour, God? You are a resourceful God, and we ask you to reroute their direction today. We just pray for course correction in the spirit, Lord. And we ask you, God, that you would just unleash your love right now over every listener, over every person in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for that, Lord. Mm. Man. Man, I yeah, I just felt like God's presence hardcore while you were praying. Um thank you, Lord. Man. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. I was just being reminded of Ezekiel 37. Can these dry bones live? Hmm. Leave some of you need to open up your mouth today and say, Lord, these bones can live. This marriage can live. These kids can live. This destiny will live. This business, God, that you gave me will be revived again. This ministry that you put in my heart, God, you're just going to make it live again. Breathe on it again. You are the God of resurrection. It's time to open up your mouth. The decree of your mouth is so powerful. When you open up your mouth, you're releasing your faith every time. You're agreeing with God's word. And knowing in your heart, living with this conviction that he will do what he said he will do. And this woman's name is Nicole. And I looked up what the, the name, 
her name means, and it means victory of the people. And Cole, your wow. victory is Jesus himself. That's the good news. That's wow. your efforts in and of yourself. Jesus wants to wants to set you free from this. That's that's his desire is for you to be set free. So we just declare victory yes. over Nicole's life. Thank you, Lord. That we have a promise of victory when Thank we you, abide Lord. in you, Lord. And so we just declare that victory over Nicole now in yes. Jesus' name. Thank you, that, Lord. that scripture says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's our promise of breakthrough. But our resistance, our strength to endure comes through abiding in Jesus. Yes. That's where it comes from. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Mm. And I'm just seeing, I'm just seeing just people that have put up, maybe you've picked up condemnation. You don't think that God can restore the things that you've done. Maybe there's some mistakes that you've made. You've known the Lord. You walk, you experience just great breakthrough with God. And somewhere along the line, something happened. Maybe even something that you did. God can restore that. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like the Lord wants to breathe hope into that area. God, not only can God restore that, but God wants to make that season work out in such a powerful way that if you had not gone through that season, you wouldn't be the person that you are today. You wouldn't, a lot of you are getting ready to step into seasons where you're going to see the restoration and the redemption of God. You thought you knew the redemption of God. Mm. You thought you knew the restoration of God. You thought you knew God can make dry bones live and heal cancer. But God is about to blow the roof off of every expectation that you have. Romans 8 and 28, he makes all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. If you love him and you're called according to his purpose, God will use you. He will take that dark moment and he will make it work together for your good. Mm. I am a thousand percent convinced that God loves to do that. He loves to take the people that say, never again, they're a goner. And God's like, Hmm, let me show you something. <laughs> that is who he is. Yeah. He's so good. Mm. He's so good. Mm. So we just thank you, Lord, for that victory. I love that. Nicole is victory. That was powerful, Jeff. That was powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Um, wow. I also don't want to end. <laughs> I know. I'm like... Where do we land the plane? Do we land the plane? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, let's talk about living in expectation. You have that in your notes. Let's talk about that yeah. a little bit more. I know you kind of touched on that, but let's talk about yes. that. What does that look like? Living in expectation. What do you mean by that? Yeah. I had this picture many years ago of, it was a time in prayer where I was kind of, you know, in a weary season where I was like, God, like, I'm not seeing anything happen here. And I don't even know if you want me to continue pursuing this anymore. And the Lord just gave me a picture of me sitting on the edge of my seat. And he said, this is the posture that I want you to have hmm. for all of your days. You are sitting on the edge of your seat waiting for me to move. You're, you know, people are like, well, God's hiding himself. Mm, I, I, I like to see it this way. God wants to be found. Mm-hmm. And when God is standing around a corner, God, it's, it's not that he's hiding himself. It's just that he wants, he wants you to find him. He wants you to pursue his heart. 
And when we live in expectation, we're pursuing the heart of God. When we're living in expectation, it releases faith into the atmosphere. It releases faith around us. Into our, We're walking full of faith and in expectation that God is going to show up. You know, I believe that in the days ahead, actually, this is the only way ahead in the days ahead, Jeff, is, is bold faith. Yeah. Because the things that God is getting ready to do in the earth, we have to be not just having bold faith, but living on the edge of our seat that we know that God is going to show us his goodness. We know that God is going to display his power to us in a mighty way. Mm. The earth is groaning. The intercessors are praying. The people of God are crying out for a move of his presence like never before. I don't know about you, but that gets me really excited. Right. Because what are we grown? What is the earth groaning for? The Bible talks about that, the manifestation of the sons of God and the earth is, is giving up a harvest. Well, God's God needs, needs the laborers and the people ready to go. And I believe that as we wait in expectation for the Lord to do something, not just in our own lives, but in the world around us, we're going to begin to live from that place. And that's, I believe that's part of walking in the spirit. When you walk in the spirit, a, a fruit of that is living in expectation mm -hmm. because yeah. you're living from this place of God. I know you're around here. Where are you? I know you're here. And God's like, Whoo, here I am. <laughs> and when we live from that place, we're releasing faith. And the Bible says that it's without faith, it's impossible to please God. We have to be people that are living in bold faith now. And then the days ahead. Mm -hmm. And I believe that that when we live from that place of expectation, that we're going to begin to even see things happen like never before. So it's a place that we're seated. We're seated with him in heavenly places. And it's also a shift in our perspective. You know, right. if, if you believe the lie that God's not going to show up or that God's not going to do what he said he will do, or that God is not going to be who he is, then you will live from a defeated place. And there is no expectation in that place. That's hopelessness. And that's what brings hope deferred. Yeah. And then get after, after that, that's what comes just as you shared. It brings depression. Heart, a heart sick is depression. Mm -hmm. But you know what? I, no matter, I, I will live and die on this hill, Jeff, that God will do what he said he will do. No matter what happens, no matter what the outcome is, God mm -hmm. is good. He's going to show us his goodness. He's going to show us who he is. Mm -hmm. no matter what the outcome is, as we begin to, so posh, you know, when you get into prayer and I do this, you know, when I get into prayer, I picture myself climbing up into the, into the lap of the father. And I climb up into the lap of the father and I, you know, get cozy there and I'm sitting with him. Now you're ready to pray. Now you're ready. Cause you're mm -hmm. praying from a different place. You're not praying from, Hey, are you going to come down here? You're praying from, I'm with my father yeah, and he loves me and he's going to show me his goodness. And I know he'll do what he said he will do. So now you're living in expectation, mm. like a little boy or a little girl just swaddled up into the arms of her father mm -hmm. or his father. Now you're ready to pray. Now you're ready to live expectantly on the edge of your seat because you're there with your father. And when you pray according to his will, you know that he's leaning in going, hmm. uh-huh, yeah, let's do that. Mm. It's time to live in expectation. That's so good. Of God's goodness. Come on. Come on. 
Well, what, can you can you just pray for people that are watching uh, in regard to that? People that maybe need a little bit more of that uh, in their life. Absolutely, let's do it. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for your goodness today. We thank you that you, God, you did everything that we will ever need everything that we are, everything that we expect, it's found in you, Jesus. And we thank you that you've done it all. You gave your life for us. And because of that, we can live in expectancy, not just because you died, but because you rose again. God, you kept your promise. You kept your promise that you would rise from the dead. And I thank you today, God. I pray today for every person that has been in a long, even Lord, where they feel it's an overextended season of no breakthrough or Lord, people that have just been believing for things that they know are on your heart to do. Maybe it's that prodigal son or daughter. God, maybe it's a healing in their body. God, maybe it's a, um, a loss or a tragedy that they've walked through. God, we ask you today to show up as the God of glory that you are. And we pray that you would change the course of history today, Lord. We pray, God, that they would look back on this moment and go, that moment marked me. That was the moment where God filled me with fresh faith again. So that's what we ask today, God. Will you fill them afresh? We ask you to baptize them in the fire of your spirit today, God. Fill them to overflowing. And Lord, we pray, that for those that just don't even know how to expect you to show up anymore. God, we break the, We ask that you would break the power of that today. And we ask right now for a heart that is expectant. God, they're looking around the corner because they know they're going to find you. And you're not hiding yourself, God. But I thank you, Lord, that you love to be found because you are a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. God, I pray today for a grace over your people to seek you like never before. There are some of you that are feeling this drawing into the prayer closet. And I just hear the Lord saying, come, come away with me. Come away with me and experience closeness and intimacy. Maybe you've been looking for it in all the right places, but God wants to fill you up fill every void that the world will never be able to give you things never will be able to give you a ministry a business money they'll never be able to give you but god will give it to you god will fill those areas so god we just thank you for filling them right now i just pray that you would anoint their lips god we thank you right now lord that that you are setting people free we thank you for setting people free right now god we thank you for just loosing the chains, breaking the chains, Lord, that have enslaved them for too long. Lord, we just thank you that you are moving in a mighty way in the earth. We thank you that you are moving like never before. And God, I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, I pray that you would begin to revive and release your resurrection power over every broken heart, over every broken dream. God, where there's been loss, where there's been dark seasons, we just ask right now, we say, can these dry bones live? And we decree the word of the Lord today over your life, over your children, over your marriage and your family. We say, these dry bones will live. 
And we ask right now for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ to overtake and overwhelm every heart. And we thank you right now, God, that you are moving like a blazing fire all over the earth. God, we pray right now that every heart would become flammable with your presence, Lord, burning for you, a passion, God, that if they can't have you, they don't want anything else in this world. Jesus, we pray that you would be the object of their affection today. God, that they would see you in all of your glory, that they would lock eyes with the eyes of fire today. I pray that they would hear your voice, Jesus, the voice of many waters. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just meet them right now in the room, mm -hmm. God, right where they are, right where they are, God. Jesus, we just thank you for freedom that's found in your name. We thank you that when you step into the room, everything has to bow and change, Lord. Cancer bows at the name of Jesus. Loss and sickness bows at the name above all names. Every name that exalts itself will not be exalted above the name of Jesus. So Lord, right now I pray over every form of adversity, Lord, anybody listening right now, Lord, we just pray that it would bow. Whatever form of adversity, whatever thing is trying to compete with you, Lord, in their life, Lord, we say, let it bow to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Mm -hmm. Jesus, we thank you that you are the door, the only door. You are the ancient of days, the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord who is mighty in battle. I hear the Lord saying that he is coming as a mighty warrior into your battle right now. And he's stepping in. And he, when, when the Lord goes to war for his kids, I thank you today, Lord. And nobody holds a candle to you. So, Lord, we just pray, show yourself strong today to every heart. And we thank you for a move in your pre of your presence in their hearts, in their families, in their marriages, in their businesses. God, everything that you have entrusted them with, we ask for a move, a revival in their households, God. That they would be known as people of passion, people of the fire, the fire of God. And we thank you, God, for everything you're getting ready to do. Yes. In Jesus' mighty name. Mm. Amen. Amen. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> Christina, tell people about your book. You have a book. Yes. I have a, a crazy, I wrote a crazy book. I say a crazy book. Um, hope in 60 seconds. Somebody asked me, you know, what is it about your story that is giving people hope in less than 60 seconds? And I wrote the book as I wanted to give, put something in people's hands where I would pull back the curtain on the darkest moments of my life, Jeff, where people could just look inside the curtain and go, if God did it for her, then I know he'll do it for me. That was my prayer. And mm -hmm. so I opened up seasons and parts of my life I had never sh shared with a soul because of how vulnerable and raw and dark it got. But the Lord said to me that number one, people have to see how dark and sometimes you have to look at somebody else, go through something hard to know that God's going to come through for you. Oh yeah. And so hope in 60 seconds, it's about my life coming to the Lord and, you know, just intertwining it with just teachings and different things the Lord gave me during that season. But, you know, brain tumor, living homeless in a tent on the beach with my dad, drug addiction, going to jail, the, 
court case and just death and loss and different things that I walked through where the Lord showed himself strong. And I always had this picture of the Lord, like, you know, we, the world looks at it as like a hero, a knight in shining armor that comes to save the day. But Jesus was my hero of hope. He came in on that horse and was like, come on, I'm here to offer hope. Mm -hmm. So hope in 60 seconds. Love it. Love it. Everybody, it's in the description. If you click in there, the, it's, the link is right there. You can click and you can go buy it, which would really bless Christina. Definitely. <laughs> uh, so go do it. Also, how can people follow you on social media? Because you're kind of like all over the place. Yeah. Well, Facebook, Christina Baker, uh, Christina with no H. Um, and then Instagram is it's Christina Baker. And then if anybody dares to get on TikTok, it's it's or it's uh, Christina.Baker. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. And I honestly am so blessed. I, I follow you on, well, I follow you on TikTok and Instagram now because I actually have a TikTok now. I've got to go uh, follow you now. So I'll No, you, you don't up, follow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I'm going to post anything. Uh, watch. God's going to be like. <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> but we are going to be uh, doing stuff with, uh, with Elijah Fire, which is going to be sweet. Um, but yeah, I, I love it. Your little prayers. Every single time I'm scrolling through Instagram, you go, hey, let me pray for you. I'm like, oh, let's do this. And I'm always so blessed by it. And so I think anybody that's following you is going to be so blessed by because we all need prayer. Are you kidding? Anybody that says I don't need prayer? Come on. Really? Come on. Uh, so yeah, I'm always just so blessed by your ministry and what you're doing. It's so amazing. So everybody, please go follow her in your preferred um, your preferred platform. All the links <laughs> are in the description. We always do that for everybody. So make it nice and easy for you all. So um, Christina, stick around for a second after the show. Um, but everybody, uh, have a blessed, blessed, blessed day. And we'll see you on Friday. See ya. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description for more info on how you can donate today.